And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. Welcome to The Approach, episode 26, I believe. Is that right, Dan? Dan? <sighs> well, it looks like it's just me for this because apparently I procrastinate everything and Dan had some better things to do. So this week we have the ICB Youth Tournament Girls winner Jenna Ward on. It was a great interview and, you know, I watched some of her shows before we went on. And this girl definitely has a great future in this game. I look forward to following what she does. See, this is where it's like really awkward because I'm not really used to talking to myself. This is where I need other people. Sorry, Dan. All right, so we're going to bring Jenna in and then uh, we'll have some spare thoughts afterwards. Well, welcome, Jenna, for joining us. Congratulations on your on your win. Thank you. So it looks really like she... So it looks like yeah. she is in a birthday party room. Is that where you are? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we actually usually do our um, podcast out of the birthday party room at the Bowling Alley and Millis. So it's very fitting. Nice. So where are, where are you right now? Um, right now I'm at 1710 in Augusta. Is that your home house? No. Where do you My t- home house, normally it's in South Paris at Stars and Strikes. Nice. Now, your mom said you you basically grew up in a bowling alley. Like, were your parents bowlers? Um, my mom is. My grandparents are. My mom's sisters are. <laughs> so, so, so they gave so you the bug pretty early. Yeah. Nice. I was watching some of the new generation stuff. I saw uh, you had an early win, Division One. Now, was that on Nesson? Yes. So you have probably as many TV appearances as Jeremy has. <laughs> Jeremy was on I don't know if you uh, ever went back but uh, bowling when it was on they had a channel 50 show Jeremy was on TV back then so this was like 50 60 years ago with my yeah. mom. back in the archaic days of cable <laughs> and things like that my goal is to always make Jeremy feel as old as possible so how many how many leagues are you bowling in nowadays um, right now I just do one because for us we have like the youth and then the adults and we're not allowed to like mix and match them like yeah. Massachusetts can and stuff. So. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's iffy. They're not supposed to, let's put it that way. Yeah, we have some that do it, but we won't we won't name names. We're not going to get anybody in trouble here. Is that yeah. something you're looking forward to eventually joining an adult league? Yeah. Over the yeah. summer, I did like a nine pin adult one where it was us 16 and older could be in it and we would just get gift certificates instead of money. So it didn't affect anything. Oh, that's good. I think too, like that's one of the ways that you're always going to get better, especially like bowling against tougher competition. And not only, and I've said it on other podcasts, not only just that drive to, to compete and get better. But sometimes you bowl against some of the adults and they'll see a shot that maybe, you know, bowling against other kids, they won't see because they've just been doing it longer. Yeah. See, and I wish I had all these, these opportunities that the, the kids have nowadays. Cause I didn't, I mean, we didn't have like the youth travel league. We didn't have youth TV shows and stuff like that. I would, I would have killed for some of this stuff. I might have actually tried harder as a kid. <laughs> Jeremy wasn't good until he got a lot older. In case you're curious, I was never good. So, 
Um, so going all the way back, let's start with your first uh, new generation uh, appearance. How do you roll off of that? How does that whole thing work? Um, so basically, they had three, two stops, I believe. And one was in Massachusetts and then one was in Maine. And you bowled three strings. And then I ended up having to do a roll off with another team because me and my partner tied with them. So we had to do a roll off. And then we ended up winning the roll off. I don't remember by how much, but I know that is also on Candlepin New Generation. And then after we won, we went to Massachusetts where they did the filming. What house was that? Yeah, I was about to say, was that Woburn? Um, no. When I was eight, it was at Pilgrim. Oh, oh wow. okay. That that's a while ago. Yeah. No longer the house no longer with us. Right. Was too so. bad. That was I always liked that place. That was that was a that was a nice house. Yeah. I never bowled it, but I heard that was like a great TV house too, as far as like how the yeah, because they had like you remember those gym stands that you could like pull out, <laughs> like they I think I believe they had like those. That's how it was set up. Is that yeah. how is that is is that where they used to do like the announcements? Like you had like wrestling themes back then, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> do you know anything about that? Was that was so Jenna? fun, Jenna. Do you know anything about that? No. So, Jeremy, why don't you tell her? So basically, for the Pro Series playoffs, uh, Mike McIntosh, who was. Part, partly running it at the time he goes oh he goes for the for the 24 people i think it was that were they were in it you're each gonna pick your own entrance theme or whatever so whenever they call your name rich hallberg would rail off your stats and all that stuff and then your song plays you go down you high five everybody it was it was it was great we gotta we gotta talk to freshie get get that back get that going <laughs> now do you so you did that now what year was that 14 um, Maybe? I believe <laughs> so. And how, so how old are you now? I was trying to do the math. I am 16. 16. So you still have what? Two more years of junior league eligibility or one? Um, no, I only have one. One. So because are you looking at the way jump? my birthday falls? Gotcha. Are you looking to jump early? Cause I know some, some youth bowlers do that. Cause I'm looking at that junior league list. I mean, I'm not going to put anybody down because I know it's everyone's always competing up there, but there was really never a doubt. You you won that by a, a wide margin. Yeah, I've thought about it. Me and my mom have talked about it. So I'm hoping she's told me we'll see. We'll see. Only because of the main does the $500 scholarships yeah. for the top one boy. So last year I won one and then Obviously, I have one on the line this year, and she doesn't want me to miss out on the opportunities that I could get. Right. My my suggestion, because for what it's worth, you only get to be a junior league bowler once. Yeah, that's what I've heard. A lot of people have told me that I should yeah. just, just stick it out. Yeah, it'll go by fast. <laughs> yeah. Right, and rack, rack, up, rack up the wins while you can. Yeah, especially if they're giving scholarship exactly. money out. And- exactly, because I mean, I'm pretty sure books aren't books aren't any cheaper than they were before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you started looking at that, like college and things like that? Um, I haven't really like looked at colleges, but I've thought about like what I want to do. Yeah, what's that? I either want to be a realtor or a vet tech. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. 
are you looking to stay local? Like, is this something you want to continue under your adult path or keep on a part of it? Um, I want to keep doing it. My mom, once I graduate, her and her boyfriend are moving to Florida or somewhere down south. But I've thought about staying. I might move to like New Hampshire or Massachusetts or something just because there's really not a whole lot to do in Maine. You've been here your whole life. A great place to visit. Well, I mean, there's got to you're if you're in Augusta, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of something to do. Yeah, there's more to do in Augusta, but in Norway, where I live, there's really not a whole lot of like activities to do. Yeah, that's that that that's that's that is tough. Makes it hard to stay. But <laughs> so going all the way back to that new generation. So was that your first experience trying out and winning it the very first year you tried out for it? Yes. What was that experience like? Like, was it nerve wracking? I remember at first I was super, super nervous until I ended up getting like the first mark of the game. And then it was a little bit less nerve wracking to get the first one out of the way. You sure you don't listen to this podcast? (laughs) Seriously. I mean, she's, She's a hundred percent right. It, those first two boxes that you do, it's like, you know, your heart's pumping. You know, I don't, I don't know. Did they, did they have like all the lights set up and everything for that show? Yeah. Yeah, the lights are like super hot. I mean, I'm sure you know there was a good amount of people there, and you, you just don't want to throw the ball in the gutter. Yeah. And, and also, once you went, and you drive a long way to get there too. You don't want to, you know, go right. all the way up there to. <laughs> Have like you know, an egg, right? Yeah, I was gonna say pull a Matt Nichols gutter on your first ball. <laughs> I'm mad if you're listening. <laughs> but 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 yeah, look, once you get that first mark out of the way, like okay, like I can relax a little bit, and then you know, just move on with your with the string. Yeah. So how many times have you been on the new uh, new generation? I know. After like the first time I did it, I don't think they actually had it in Maine. And we didn't want to travel when they just had the one stop in Massachusetts. So I think it was about until like 27, 2016, I think. Yeah. When they ended up going back to having both stops that I started doing it again. And then in 2019, I took a year off of bowling. So I did not do it then. Okay. And then obviously because of COVID, they haven't had it since. Now, did I see on one of the new generations, did you bowl against Natasha Hussey? Yes. Now she was just bowling. Um, I was up at Mixed Worlds uh, last year and she was on a team. Is that something that you look to do at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about jumping early for that? I know we went already talked about that, but is that something anybody's approached you with about, you know, I mean, you throw a great ball. It seems like I, I was telling Jeremy before you came on, I forget. I don't know what match it was. I was trying to click around and, and get as much info as I could, but I think the first ball you throw right down the middle, leave the three and two. I don't know if you remember this at all. And then you get to spare on your oh, very yeah, first ball. Yeah. I think you ripped off three marks in a row. And uh, unfortunately I didn't get it the girl's name you were bowling against. But you can see that yeah. frustration getting in there real quick. And as you get out to an early lead like that, it can, and this happens to the adults too. It can be demoralizing. Yeah. So was that, was that kind of, and do you feel like that took the pressure off too, to just get out three marks in a row and now you're just holding a lead yeah. as opposed to trying to come back? Yeah. I know when I bowled against Natasha in it, cause we're like best friends as it is. Yeah. So it was also kind of like, Oh, we have to go against each other. <laughs> And me and my partner were actually down going into the last half. 
and it was the boys went first and the girls went last. Oh, wow. So I was kind of like super pressured about having to make it all up. <laughs> and then I ended up doing it. So now, is that the one? Did you throw 126 that game? Is that the same game I'm thinking of? No, this one that I had to go against Natasha. Natasha was in Academy, I believe. And I think I only finished with like a one something. One oh something, I believe. Right. The one the one twenty six was against Julia Jones. I just pulled that up. Yes. So you've won a few times on this show. Yeah, I think I've won like three times. Not too bad. <laughs> no, I mean, and plus on Nesson, which is a, a, a pretty big network. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up going out to eat for that. Yeah. And had them my mom had them put it on. We went <laughs> to like pizza. To, for dinner with my whole family and my mom had them put it on the TV. It's really yeah, a shame. Awesome. It's really a shame that it's not on TV more like even the adult version of it. Cause it's like, it's such a new England sport. Like the fact that you know, we've talked about it before, they'll put fishing on Nesson, but they won't put, oh, yeah. you know, Candlepin bowling, which is, you know, our, our sport as far as new England goes. Right. I mean, you, you can't yeah. take one of those spots where it's like paid advertisements for like a half an hour or an hour or something like that. Yeah, or the dating show they used to have. They used to have, what, Fen- Fenway? Oh, yeah. oh, God, that show was terrible. Yeah, they had a dating show that was all about going on a date at Fenway Park and Will it let- Yeah, but we can't get bowling on, so figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, what what is, what's your high single right now? Um, my high single is a 152. It's a good high nice. single. It is a good and high single. Where'd, where'd you do that? Um, this was actually last year at 1710. Oh, nice. What do you have for series three and five? Um, for three, it's like three fifty something. Don't know the exact number. You'll break and it. Then for five, yeah, for five, it's five ninety six, which I ended up getting in Portsmouth. That's so. So during a roll up, a lot of high fives were thrown at Portsmouth, even for the pro series. I don't know if anybody told you that. A lot of a lot of the um, bowlers were posting that they threw their high three of fives, high fives. So things were moving up there. It seems like too. Portsmouth's been um, very friendly lately. Yeah, I've, I've yet to yeah. bowl up there. One of these days. Well, your kneecap would probably still be left on it. <laughs> I've heard that too. So, but now when you were bowling up, it's again, you know, going back to the fact that you know you you had over a hundred pin lead. You were the top bowler in every single category for the singles for the double. Was were you nervous at all going in or were you pretty confident that this was yours to take home? Um, going in, like I felt confident about bowling. We didn't, like I wasn't sure who was going to be there for like kids my age about the whole scholarship thing because that was my goal when I went down there was to win the scholarship. So at first, I, the first shift that I did, I was kind of nervous. And then after that, I was fine. Yeah, because like I said, that's got to be one of the widest margins I've seen, and and it was a good field. It wasn't like people bowled poorly. You just bowled. Right. I mean, you never averaged under a hundred. I mean, you went just what? Blew them away. Yeah. And what did you say? I'm sorry. I know I asked before. What are you averaging? For states, it's like a one. They have me down as like a 101, but that's from last year. They haven't updated it for this year. But so far from this year, it's like a 113 something, I believe. Well, she's already better than you, Dan. By far. I mean, I looked at the, the triples and fives she's thrown, and I knew she was better than me. 
but I do need you to do me a favor. When you throw your first 700, I need you to send me a message. I want to see if you throw yours before Jeremy throws his. I guarantee it'll happen. <laughs> Every podcast, somebody talks about their 700, and I always have to pick on him because he hasn't got that yet. For the record, I'm not even close, but that's not even the question. You know I'm not funny? the pro bowler in the room. Like, like last night, you know, I was feeling good. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to bowl well tonight. I start, I throw a 150 in my first string. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to throw 700 tonight. And then I threw an 86. So, so I, I mean, I tell people this all the time, and I'm sure you know this too, Jenna. When people say, you know, you know, I'm getting better. I just got to get more consistent. I said, everybody's trying to get more consistent. Even the professionals are all, it's all about getting those 86s out of there. Oh, uh, so bad. So, so you're bowling up at one seven ten. Now, are you are you the top bowler in your league? Uh, right now, yes. And does that to to hold that top spot? Like, who's chasing you? Like, I know it's not going to be a name, Jeremy. I know, but you can you can shut him out. Who who's that second bowler that's pushing you to stay? You know, at that one twelve, one thirteen level. Um, right now, like, if we talk about the whole state, there's not really a a whole lot of girl bowlers that are even averaging 100 other than me yeah well we had we had uh was it was it janet pock that we had on jeremy that was saying that she was averaging like 126 and there was nobody else in that league averaging over like 110 yeah it was something like that it was yeah. it was crazy is it is it tough uh jenna to maintain that level of of uh you know, every ball matters so much and, and, and maintaining a high average when there really isn't anybody pushing you to, you know, not, not to nobody's trying to knock you off that throne at this point. Um, I think it can be difficult to an extent. Yeah. I think I'm pushing myself. I both fine. But the second that like I get down on myself cause I have a bad string, it's over. Yeah. A lot of people kind of say, go through that. Yeah, a lot of people say a lot, you know, we're all going to have the bad games. It's really how you're going to bounce back from those, you know, the bad boxes, the bad games and things like that. So, you know, and I think that's all going to come with time. I mean, you're obviously a hell of a bowler. I mean, just the fact that you said 113 uh, and, you know, do you know anything about the uh, Exeter Pro League? Uh, yeah, we're actually going down January 9th to watch it. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, nice. So nice. Jeremy's in that Jeremy's in that league. And what I was going to say is, you know, if you sign up for that league, you know, even if you were to sign up now with a 113 average, like that's a that's that's probably a first round pick for the women. 100 percent. That's a first round pick. So is that something that, you know, you kind of have on your list of like a couple of years from now, I'm going to be, in, you know, bowling and stuff like that potentially. Yeah, I definitely want to do like pro leagues and stuff. And yeah, also once, like, once you once you get that bug of like the competitiveness like it, it doesn't it doesn't go away you just kind of want to do more and more and more and more yeah yeah now do you look so there was a big roll-off that they did for uh Candlepins for cancer um and sonia johnson threw her high five it was actually at portsmouth as well i believe is that right jeremy uh yeah all the roll-offs were at portsmouth and she, so she threw her high five i want to say it was six 40 something 647 yeah. um, like 48 48 do you look at that and 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 see a bowler like that you know and, and what janet did on channel five back in the day and think you know you're gonna bowl against the men as well or are you gonna mostly try to stay competing against women in women's tournaments i think to like push myself after maybe like a couple of years or so after yeah. i get into the i'd bowl against like the men and stuff so I definitely think, especially at your age, averaging what you're averaging, like you easily could be putting up those numbers. Yeah. So, 
What um when you think about winning new generation and you think about states, what do you consider like a bigger accolade? Like what what's what's higher on your benchmark? What was more important to you? Um when I was younger, candle for new generation was more important. Yeah. And I would have rather won that than won anything in like the states. But now that I'm older and there's like scholarships on the line and stuff. I'd rather be bowling in like the state stuff if I had a tournament the same weekend they had like yeah. Candle Pin New Generation in. Now you also won the main state scholarship as well, correct? Yeah, last year. So you're just racking up these scholarships? Yeah. So <laughs> Hey, school can, ain't cheap, man. Huh? What'd you say? School school ain't cheap. No, it's man. Right. I was gonna say you can brag a little bit. It's okay. You're <laughs> a hell of a bowler and you got a lot, you know, you you have a you know, if you want to, you have a long career in front of you bowling as well. Now, yeah. who did you who, did? Did you have any bowlers that you looked up to? Any favorites or anybody you just like to watch? Um, I like to watch Shannon Scribner. She's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's picking the right bowlers they're to look up to. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're all ones I grew up watching. Now, do you bowl with them at all? Uh, no. So one of the things that, you know, we talked to people in the past about is um, kind of when you when you start bowling these tournaments, like you kind of get into like the circle of people. And usually it's an older group that'll bring you in. You know what I mean? So like for me, speaking of older people, Jeremy was the one who kind of brought me in. I always make fun of him for being old. Uh, he's not even that much older than I'm me. not even that old. <laughs> so we had, um, you know, Stu Bergman and, and Jason who sit on and uh, who kind of brought Jeremy. And do you feel like anybody's kind of bringing you up to that next level of like, I know you're not bowling with the adults yet, but do you feel like you kind of have a mentor that's bringing you into that group? My mom bowls with a group of ladies that she does like the internationals with in Canada. Yeah. I hang around them all the time and they've talked about it before. That's something, have you ever gone and watched? Uh, no, they call it a girl's week. Girls no week. children under 18. <laughs> so we, we've had people on the podcast that have talked about ladies internationals and that probably makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the things I've heard. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm sure that's only scratching the surface. So who does your mom bowl at ladies internationals? Um, my mom bowls with Mona, Lamar, Leanne, um, she bowls with a lady from Canada is on their team. And then I don't remember who else. Sorry. The rule is you always have to forget one person. So that way when they listen, yeah. they're like, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> so do you, so and that's something you definitely, I mean, you said your mom was looking to move to Florida in a couple of years. So you looking maybe to just take her spot. Maybe. If they <laughs> ask. Sounds like they're going to have an opening. So can, I was about to say, can you just hand those off like down? Yeah. <laughs> So have you have you had the opportunity to like to meet Shannon Scribner and Amanda Carroll at all or? Oh yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't know if this was something where it was like they didn't you know ever have the chance to bowl with you. What's that like bowling against some of those top tier? As you said, you don't really feel like you have that competition in Maine at your age group. Do you feel like bowling against them? Like, have you ever had? So you, have you bowled with them before? No. Do you think that that would be like an experience you would look forward to? Like that would to push you to that next level of bowl against those top I, bowlers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, they might, you know, sometimes they, you know, you see things, you know, like I said, those veteran bowlers will see things that say, hey, you're a very good bowler. But if you did ABC, you know, maybe you get yeah. that next step. But yeah, I mean, 
that's really, you know, one of the best ways to get better is bowling yeah. with people that are better than you, whether they're on their team or against them. You know, yeah. it's a lot easier to pick things up and, you know, pick their brains. Because I feel like most bowlers are good that way where they're more than willing to help. Yeah, my mom's boyfriend is actually a good bowler and he's helped me. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it's always good to get as much advice. I joke, and I, I don't know if, Charmy, you would know if you listen to the podcast, but we had a, a young kid just join our, our Wednesday Night League, which is our competitive league for Millis. And, you know, I was giving him some tips on who to watch, but we have a bowler, Sean Taylor, who throws the ball, what, like 38, 40 miles an hour. And I said, don't watch him. You're not going to throw the ball that fast. Don't worry about that. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to find somebody that kind of throws a similar ball to you. You can't just completely reinvent yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, me and him throw the ball about the same. You say? I'm sorry, I missed that. Me and him throw the ball about the same. He okay. just curves it more than I do, but it goes like right to left, so it's about the same. Just the way, and you're a right-handed bowler? Yes. Just the way watching you, I was telling you know Jeremy beforehand, you just seem like, you know, you hit that head pin at a very high, I probably could probably get some accuracy readings on this, but it seems like you put the ball where you want to put it a good amount. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Now, do you, do, you, do you look at the pins or do you look at the arrows? Um, both. <laughs> See, that's what I used to kind of do. It was, I, I, my eyes were all over the place. I'm like, all right, I'm going to look here. Yeah. And then I'm looking up here. Then I'm looking back down. Like I, I was, somebody asked me like, oh, do you look at the pins? I'm like, I don't know. I've I think looked- most time it's the pins, but I have my moments where it's both. And that's why she's going to throw a 700 before you do, Jeremy, because she looks at the problem. Well, that's what I was always told. No, you need to look at the pins. I'm like, I can't. Like, I like get off balance and I fall over and like it's weird. I don't understand the arrow. I get the arrows for a head pin shot. I don't understand. I was actually talking to Steve Reno about this because I bowled him over at bogey. And he was talking about, you know, you you. Pick a spot in the lane, see where your ball goes, and everything like that. It just it, it seems too complicated for me. I don't think I'm smart enough to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I never really paid attention to that stuff. I mean, I suppose the right answer is to just throw the ball, and not think about it. But I tell you not to think too much in this game. But all people do is think. Yeah, a lot of the game is <laughs> is between the ears. So looking looking ahead, um, obviously, you know, you said you're looking at some uh, college options and you do want to stay in the New England area um, and keep bowling. Do you look at any of the pro level tournaments or adult level tournaments and say, like, this is one that what are a couple of things that you would love to accomplish in this game? Do you have any big goals? I'd say one of them probably is since I've won like the ICBA for the juniors would be to win it in the adults. That's a a pretty big goal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, obviously it's not the way you're bowling now. It's it's not, you know, something that's very distant. Like, I feel like you could do that in the next five years. Yeah. The trick now is not get a big ego after this and not overthink where am I looking <laughs> while I'm bowling? Because yeah. obviously, obviously what you're doing is great, you know, and, and that's the other thing, too, is I'd love to see. I was actually a little surprised when you said you haven't thrown the 600 yet because the way I saw you throwing that ball, like it looks like you, you have, you know, the potentially, not, I don't want to say easily, but you look like you could get that 600 checked off pretty soon. So I do want to see on the scores of Candlepin Bowling, you know, I'd love to see, uh, you know, you post just through my first 600 pretty soon. Cause I think, uh, I think that's an accomplishment you got coming well, your I mean, way. She just missed it. Yeah. With I mean, four, four pins. So you just got to find some more tournaments up at Portsmouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when you and your kids, like you both three, three strings for our leagues, we do three, but in the tournaments, it's five. It's five. Unless it's, and if it's teams, it's three. Gotcha. So you have the one more year of eligibility. Are you going to go back with the same team, same double, same team, or is anybody aging out? Um, none of us are aging out. So you get to bring the whole band. Now, did you come in first for every, I know you individually did, but did your team and your doubles come in first? My doubles did, and then we missed, we placed second for teams. What'd you miss that cut by? I think it was by like 20 or 30. So next next year, I want a clean sweep. I'd hope so. <laughs> Do you get extra for that, or is it just the all events? I can't remember. I know we've done states before with our kids league. Do you get something for each um, each event, or do you just get something for the all-around? Um, something we, for each event, right? Well, for states, we if you get all events and you're like the top girl and top boy, you get the $500 scholarship. But for each like division, for each event, you get whichever the top three places, I believe, you get plaques. Gotcha. Yeah, so the scholarship is only the sense. all events. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I, just, I didn't know if you could just keep, you know, accumulating that. Cause as Jeremy said, you know, if you win enough of those 500, you might be able to buy a textbook. <laughs> yeah. So plaques are better than what I got. I got a, um, a nice piece of paper that said, thank you for bowling with us. Yeah, but you didn't win. You weren't good. Oh, oh wait, no, I got three <laughs> free strings out of it. <laughs> uh, I think it's most of what I have. Jeremy, do you have your big ending question? I think I already asked it, but um, well, did, well, I mean, you mentioned Amanda Carroll. Um, who's that? Was it Shannon Scribner? Like, would, would you say like the, those are your the people you looked up to? Your like your your favorite? Do you have like that bowling idol that you know most of us had as kids? Um, I know mine a lot is like Doug Smith. Is yeah. like all top or Chris Merrill. Chris Merrill is actually our bowling coach. Oh, nice. So Chris, Chris, is, Chris is a good kid. I like Chris. He's definitely good like my mental state because sometimes I get really, really frustrated and then he will like talk to me and then I'm fine. Yeah, and I think a lot of times too, especially when you're still coming up, you do need that soundboard, that person that you're going to talk to and say, you know, I'm not putting the ball where I want to do this or you feel like you don't have it. And obviously it's not a talent issue um, for it a just bowler. Happens. It, yeah, exactly. It just happens. And sometimes you just need somebody to kind of calm you down. And not everybody has that skill that can that can kind of talk you off that that uh, emotional roller coaster. You yeah. know, so it's good. To, it's good to have that that uh, that person that can do that. Now, do you go back at all and watch like the channel fives or fifties, like that stuff that's getting put up on YouTube a lot or? Um, we watch me and my mom sit down and watch a bunch of old bowling videos all the time. Who do you have any favorites from that era? Not really. Not really. Because half the time I jump in halfway through what she's watching, so I don't have any clue what the names are. Yeah, one of the one of the cool things I think about this game, and even, and 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 one of the reasons I love it so much is, you look at you know those those bowlers. A lot of them are still bowling today. Um, obviously, not all of them, but like you know, you look at you know Janet, for example, bowling on Channel Five. Um, you know, people who are in the Hall of Fame like Craig Holbrook, Declan, Bobby. Uh, it's Bobby Witt in the Hall of Fame. Jeremy? No. Okay. So not him. So, but again, a top level bowler that was on TV and what other sport do you get to then bowl against those, to, to compete against those people? Yeah. You know, you get, you kind of get to watch somebody you idolize bowling and say, wow, this person's so great. And then you get to go bowl against them. 
You know, I, you yeah. know, you can love basketball. You're not going to go play one-on-one with, you know, LeBron James. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, as kids, as, as a kid for me, anyway, like these, especially on channel five, those, they were presented as pers- like professional athletes. Like they, like they weren't accessible people. Little did I know that most of these guys were, you know, accountants or, you know, Oh, truck driver. drivers. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. normal people. Mike, uh, what was it? Mike, was it Joe Stella that he told the story that he saw? I forget what he, yeah, he saw, I think it was Joe Stella, like just working his normal job and he couldn't get over the fact that like he wasn't on TV all the time. Like he didn't live at the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for having hopefully me. Hopefully in a few years, we'll have you back and we'll talk about your adult ICBA and all the great accolades that you've earned from now till then. And your oh, first still. 700 before mine. And your first 700 before Jeremy. <laughs> Get that off the list, too. All right. Thank thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, that was a great conversation with Jenna. Just really exciting to know that, you know, there's some some great future youth bowlers coming up, you know, whether it be out of the state of Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire. um, I feel like the future future of the sport is is in good hands. You know, pretty soon these kids are going to be given, you know, the old timers like me, you know, a run for our money. Now, I don't know if we have a whole lot that happened this past weekend. It was Christmas weekend, so I don't think there was too much going on. Um, I believe Big Nicky D is still the king of the river. I believe they are continuing that this weekend. Now, as far as I know, the Pro Series and the once a month, the Exeter Pro League are still planning for next weekend. Uh, Just keep an update on that because I know numbers are rising. So yeah, other than uh, next weekend, I don't think... We have anything else up until the spare time King of the Hill, which will be the last Sunday of January. I want to say that's the the 30th, I believe. Yeah, same day as the second uh, Exeter Pro Pro League week. And I know we have, uh, we now as this is New Year's Eve, this is the last podcast of the year. So yeah, just hope everyone has a great, safe New Year and we'll see you next year. See, this is what happens when I'm left by myself. I, I end up not having anything to talk about. So uh, the spare thoughts will be short and sweet. Happy New Year, everyone. Till next time.